You're listening to Faith and Family, a Christian family community that aims to provide Christian values. I'm Jewel Buenavista. Food allergies are on the rise. As a matter of fact, according to a study released in 2013, food allergies among children have increased by 50% between 1997 and 2011. Unfortunately, my own children are part of this statistic, especially my eight-year-old daughter, Jasmine. Jasmine has been dealing with allergies for pretty much all her life. We've literally tried everything, and so we're pretty experienced in this topic. Calling in today is actually my sister-in-law, Liz Correa, who also has children that have food allergies and can share with you some of her experiences. Hi, Liz. Hi there. So tell me, why do you think that this is an important topic um, for parents to to talk it's about? It's definitely, like the statistics that you gave us, um, it's definitely on the rise, and it's something that even those who don't have kids with allergies, they should be aware of this mm -hmm. rise and how the effects can, you know, harm, um, especially children that have these life-threatening allergies. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you're right. I, I don't, a lot of people don't realize that some of these food um, allergic reactions can actually be fatal. Mm -hmm. There are eight foods that account for 90% of all food reactions, and I'll name them milk, eggs, peanuts, tree nuts, soy, wheat, fish, and shellfish. Mm -hmm. You recently had an incident with your son, Brandon. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so actually it was the start of this year. Um, we were given as a gift these box of chocolates. And um, on there it had like traces, you know, not traces, where, where it says uh, manufactured on, um, you know, that could have traces of peanuts and things like that. Usually when they have that, it's more like a, um, you know, just an awareness, but usually when Brandon eats something that has that, that sign, he's actually okay. But this was a different brand. It was like European and um, he had one chocolate and he was fine, but we didn't know that there was an assortment. And so the second one that he had, he became first he was quiet and if you know my son brandon he's very active um and so i was like mm -hmm. what's wrong and then when he looked at me his face had broken out in hives and so i knew at once okay he's having a reaction so first thing we always do when he has a reaction we give him the benadryl we gave him the benadryl and this is when i knew it was bad because he then threw up like and he never does that. Usually he'll take it and then the, you know, the symptoms will um, go down and then he's okay. But this time he, he threw up. And so I was like, okay, let's give it to him again. So he takes it in and it wasn't getting any better. Like his lips started getting swollen. He, um, his hives were still coming out. But what was the, I guess, main factor that made us go to the next step, which was the EpiPen, was that he was complaining that his throat was hurting. And so he was like, my throat hurts, my throat hurts. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And so, you know, me and my husband were like, okay, we need to, we need to give him the EpiPen. And so this was Brandon, Brandon seven. And we knew about his allergies since he was four to six months, four to six months. 
So we've gone, never had to use an EpiPen for how many years? And it was this, this was a time when we had to use it. So we gave him the EpiPen and, um, and if anyone is unaware with EpiPen, it is a needle, it's an injection that you put on the thigh of the leg, you hold it down for 10 seconds and it's a, it's a big needle because that needle is big so that it can pierce through clothing to get to, um, you know, go through clothing, skin, and to get to the muscle for the um, medicine to work. And so we did that and the, the sound of him cry and that scream was just, you know, I, I felt so bad for him and I, I'm actually glad I wasn't the one who did it. I'm glad my husband did it instead of me because it was just like heart-wrenching, it was heartbreaking hearing him in that pain, but we knew we had to give it to him to help him. And so, especially you him, knowing that his, his yeah. throat is starting to sw cl close up. Yeah. Well, the doctor said, um, when we actually, after we gave the EpiPen, we rushed to the ER because after you give an EpiPen, I remember when we got training on, on the EpiPen that they gave us at, um, you know, at, at Kaiser, they told us, once you give it, you have to go, still go to the emergency because that can subside, like the epi, you can still continue the reaction. So once we got there, they actually said him saying that his throat is hurting might have been the way that he was describing that his throat was closing up. And so it, they said it was a good thing that we gave the EpiPen, that we went to the emergency right after. Um, and it can also cause the epi can, can also cause like side effects that there could be a regular heartbeat, which he actually had. Um, so we had to stay in the emergency for a good couple of hours until we got the clear to take him home. And even after that, he was on medication for five days to ensure that the allergy wouldn't still be in him, that it was still under control. And then we had to go back for a follow-up appointment. So it's not as easy just you give a EpiPen and then it's done. There could still be reaction after that. So it's always best to, once you give that EpiPen, go into emergency and make sure that your, your child is checked out. Thanks for, for sharing that. Cause it really, it really paints a picture for the audience, for our listeners that something as uh, like, you know, chocolate with nuts can really bring a child to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. um, and even to like something as simple as, you know, uh, um, this happened with my, my youngest daughter, um, you know, she was at camp and one of her friends at, and she's allergic to nuts and especially hazelnut is, um, like her biggest, um, allergy. And so I guess one of the kids had eaten a Nutella sandwich. And I guess the child didn't wash her hands properly and she touched Leon, just touched her on the face. She had welts on her face and that wasn't something that was consumed. That was just by touch. And so, you know, just being aware to like, when you're around those that have allergies to wash your hands and, you know, or wipe your mouth if you had something. Cause even with our kids, like if we eat something that we know they're allergic to, like I'm always washing my hands afterwards, wash my mouth before I go and kiss them. Cause I know even a kiss would cause a welt on their face. Um, so it, it's being aware of that too, that not only it's something consumed, but even by touch for some kids can cause a reaction as well. It's really hard to see your children in pain 
so it's it's good that we that that our kids are trained but it's also important that our that the adults around are really aware even if their children um, don't have allergies liz talk about how did you prepare brand knowing that he had allergies what kind of preparation did you do before he went to kindergarten yeah so um before he went to kindergarten you know everyone's trying to teach their kids make sure they know their abcs their one two threes well for me it was okay what are you allergic to and so <laughs> i would go over that with him okay what are your allergies and i'll let him like peanuts um eggs you know he'll start naming them off because I wanted to ensure that he knew how to communicate that to someone or, you know, ask questions when it came to food. That was one way I had to make sure that he knew all of his allergies. Um, I spoke to the teacher. Um, I spoke to the school nurse. Um, I spoke to all of them. And um, depending on, I guess, what school you go to, and I think this may be standard, they normally have like a special form for um, parents to complete that. Um, talks about like the um, allergy reaction plan. So in in our particular school, um, the doctor actually has to complete the form to say if there's a reaction, what should be given, what medicines should be given um, at the school. Um, and I had to make sure I had that with me. Um, that first day I had all of his medicines in a baggie um, to give to um, the nurse, his EpiPen, his um, Benadryl. And I'm grateful that, you know, the school does um, have like a process in place and it's always good to, you know, speak to the school nurse or the teacher just to give that extra communication. Although they do have these processes in place to not do anything to make the children feel isolated. I want to share a quick story that happened with, with Jasmine to our listeners, um, which to this day makes me sad to think about it. Um, so for a whole entire year, there is one, this one time it was already like a month before school ended. And I, I, I visited her during lunch. Um, I, I was going to drop off something and I noticed she was sitting by herself at, at the lunch tables. And I was thinking as I was approaching her, I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, does she get in trouble or something? And so I, I went, I went over to her and I said, sweetheart, are you okay? Are you, did you get in trouble or something? She goes, oh no, no, this is where I sit. This is the peanut free table. And so I'm like, well, why don't you go sit with your friends? She goes, oh no, they won't let me. I have to sit here. What I didn't like was that the school actually isolated her. So I, I went ahead and I, I communicated to the principal, the, the school, the, the nurse, the teacher, and, and help them understand as much as I appreciate that they're creating awareness. They also have to think about the psychological and emotional effects that something like that would do with, to the children. Cause that can, that can lead to so many other things. Like for example, uh, um, the rise of bullying, you know, there are, there are bullying of children with food allergies. There are many stories that you could even read on the internet about children with food allergies being bullied upon. Um, so I want to bring to the point, bring back to the point of the importance of 
of, of building our children up for those that have allergies. So Liz, what have you done to help build confidence in Brandon and Liana, you know, so that they, they don't feel like an outcast or something? Um, I guess one of the things that we try and do is, um, you know, we let them know that they're not alone, that there are other kids that have the same allergies, like their cousins um, that have it. And that, you know, not to feel um, that they are lacking in somehow um, because of their food allergies, that they can do everything else like other kids can do. It's just they just have to be a, more careful. You know, it, it's, I think, instilling in them, once you know that there is an allergy, you know, they have a food allergy, it's just kind of not trying to, um, you know, shy them away from everything, but just to grow to accept it. And there are alternatives that they can eat, that they can have, so they don't feel completely left out. So Liz, aside from building his confidence, what else do you feel he's learned from these experiences? You know, from these experiences, I have felt that Brandon has truly um, understood the power, you know, of God um, to heal him. He'll say things like, okay, mommy, should I, I'll just pray and then God will make it go away and I'll ask him to make, make sure the the medicine will help heal me. And I was like, yes, that's what you do. Um, so it's, you know, uplifting that he has taken that um, and has learned that at a young age. I, I love hearing that, you know, just, just like Brandon, I remember, I believe Jasmine was only four years old and, you know, she was just learning how to pray. One of the first times she's prayed about her food allergy reaction and all she said was, you know, dear God, please, please help me stop being itchy, you know? And I mean, just, just her saying that on her own, it, it really, and she, it's, it's like she knew, you know, that only God can help her with her itchiness at that time. I love that they learned to call unto God for these imperfections that they have, but it makes them who they are. And so, and it just makes them more prayerful and it really builds them up. And that's what also helps their confidence because they know that God is there for them. And so to all you parents out there with kids who have allergies, you're, you are definitely not alone. Please send us questions or if you have your own suggestions, let us know. Thank you for joining us on this Faith and Family Podcast.